Hey, it's Demi and welcome back to another episode of the Millennial Crisis Podcast. This week we are talking all things tiny living and creating a lifestyle that you want to live by your own rules and not being afraid to let that evolve as you do as a person. I chat with Jesse Lee who builds tiny homes for a living, but his life wasn't always on that trajectory. Jesse had a curiosity with woodwork and building and instead of going down the traditional path of becoming a chippy, Jesse decided to explore different ways he could fulfill that creative desire he had. I hope that you take from this conversation the fact that you don't need to be a certain type of person to be able to live life by your own rules and that all of this takes time. Jesse's a really cool guy and he gives some amazing advice on how you can explore some curiosities that you have a little bit deeper. I can't wait for you to hear today's episode. So let's jump straight into episode 60 of the podcast, Tiny Homes and Living by Your Own Rules. Jesse, welcome to the Millennial Crisis Podcast. I'm so excited to have you on today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Now, I found you, I came across you on Instagram because I recently bought a van and I'm looking into okay. like the smaller side of life I guess we could call it that the more minimalist styles of things and I got down the rabbit hole of tiny homes even Mm -hmm. though mind you I haven't even hit the road tried living in the van yet or anything but you know once you get down that rabbit hole you're going and you're going fast right and then I came across your Instagram page moving castles and had a chat with you and thought I need to get you on the podcast to talk about your transition from living a quote-unquote regular life to moving into living a little bit more unconventional which is all what this season of the podcast is about. So I'll get you to kick things off with a little bit of an introduction. So I'll ask you your name age and what do you do or what are you known for? Um, So my name is Jesse McKenzie. I'm 28 and I guess I'm known for um, my tiny house that I live in. Yeah. I actually recently saw you post on Fairy Floss. Oh, yeah. The page and that went viral. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I was so surprised. Like I was not expecting it to to go so crazy yeah I was like expecting like a few likes a few comments like not much to come of it but yeah it's pretty crazy it's a bit overwhelming really yeah I could imagine so essentially just for a bit of context for people I think if we start off there you have built yourself a tiny home yeah yeah and that's Uh, what you live in and you live in rural Vic yeah uh, it's like um, central Victoria about 40 minutes north of Melbourne yeah, on just on a farm, bit of a community. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your transition into getting to where you are right now, because which is what you're yeah. doing now. Let's start off with going back to Jesse in school and. So yeah, year eleven and year twelve. I think I I was never mad on on like school in terms of like the learning aspect of it. I think I. I, I hit um came up to like year nine or ten and I realized how good school kids have it. I was never too like worried about ATAR or enter score or whatever it is. Um so like I I think I I think I ended up just realizing that it, you know you're at home, you're with your parents m- most of the time, um at least in my um situation, you know, like just had to wake up and go to school and hang out with friends and then come home and then do do it all again the next day. So I I, I realized that I had it, I had it pretty good at school. So I'd I'd just continue doing that in order to hang out with friends basically. But I didn't really know what I was gonna do after school. I I always knew that I wanted to do a trade of some sort. I was leaning towards carpentry as I learned a bit more about the industry. It appealed less to me that kind of work because a lot of the time it's um 
you do one aspect of of the building and then then the next crew comes in after you so it could be like framing or 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 something like that you know you can do kitchens which would is pretty cool it's more more accurate work and more fine detail but you know there's kitchens people just do kitchens and that's all they do there's people that do framing that's all they do and they just rinse and repeat and so that that uh, ended up being less and less appealing but I ended up doing a landscaping apprenticeship in Melbourne because a family friend uh, offered me an apprenticeship and I was like got nothing else to do may as well um, so I ended up moving to Melbourne and did that for landscaping for five years and um, moved around a bit in Melbourne was a qualified landscaper for a year was getting bored of the monotony of work each day because I think any job that you do eventually becomes quite repetitive even if every day you're doing something different there's always a cycle where you start that again um, which with landscaping like clearing out a site um, preparing it for work and then doing the work um, so yeah I was getting bored with that with that rinse and repeat sort of thing and then just getting into festivals going to festivals meeting new people uh, being introduced to new ideas and was fortunate enough to meet this group of people who were part of a community called Agari which was set up in central Victoria ended up spending quite a few weekends going up there and it just so happened uh, one guy Adam was um, building a tiny house for and I had been introduced to tiny houses I can't remember how I think it was a friend uh, just sent me a link to something and and that just sparked my interest and then like you know binge watching YouTube videos and and everything of of tiny houses and then I came to this place and someone was like oh yeah I'm just building a tiny house and I'm like what (laughs) you know like just got super excited and was like I'll 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 help you and so I ended up going um going up uh at pretty much any weekend that that I could to help out and uh ended up creating a good friendship with Adam things kind of led on from there because he he uh was uh working with this other guy Rob Scott who I ended I've been ending up I ended up working with quite a bit uh that's who I'm working with at the moment it's a property that I'm living on, Holly Burton Farm. Yeah, but I, I met Adam and, and he was just like, I'm working with this guy, Rob Scott. We need an extra pair of hands. Would you be interested in coming out and giving us a hand? And I was like, yeah. And at the time I had I had finished landscaping, I'd quit landscaping and was doing this um, asset management job, which was awesome for, for like three months because it was like something totally different. And we were going like in... To, to different areas but but when I got this call from Adam I was just like I've, I've got to go <laughs> I've got to go do this this other thing see you later that's really how it all happened when you were in school the appeal of carpentry for you wasn't because you you almost said like oh I just knew I wanted to do a trade and I think a lot of guys when they want to do a trade it's like oh well that's what we do kind of thing but it seems mm. like for you it was you wanted that creative element of things like you like the idea of creating something and that's then why the landscaping or the carpentry doing one small part of things the the appeal was kind of lost would that be right um or was it just you had in your head like because I know for me like when I was growing up the only reason I thought I had the option of doing like a commerce degree or or going and doing something in business or marketing was because that was what people around me told me you were supposed to do and I Mm. think it's a lot of the trap a lot of our community fall into is we do it because that's what we see around us so I always wonder that with with the people I interview yeah I don't know Uh, I mean I remember being interested in woodwork from a really young age I remember being in primary school and looking forward to high school because there was like woodwork or design tech um at high school so I wanted to get to high school so I could do that uh, and like just play around with with timber and and stuff yeah I don't know I I reckon there would have totally been an element of male so you know this is what males do they do trades you know I reckon there totally would have been an element of that especially if you said you didn't like school 
which it's like yeah. if you don't like school then it's like well yeah what else are you gonna do yeah you know? in, in our thoughts, yeah. yeah yeah as yeah. well Niels, that was our like pathway stuff now kids have yeah. like all the youtube and ideas of like i can yeah. do whatever i want but yeah. for us it was like these are your options <laughs> yeah for sure and I, like i totally i totally reckon there would have been an element of that and like you know i was never great at school there was my teachers were always telling me like you've got a lot of potential jesse if you like you know um if you just knuckle down and do it but i was like no i don't care so yeah but like even now like i'm, I'm considering studying like psychology or psychotherapy or something because you know i'm just more interested in that at later not later years of my life but like you know I, it, it feels like the later years of my we're life we're still thing. very young yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, need a, I need to remind myself it, man, but you know studies creeping up and, oh, uh, I don't know if that answers the question. <laughs> no, it, to- it totally does. I think, like, I watched this video the other day as well about us now also having more time to analyze these random things that probably yeah. don't mean anything, but like, yeah, we're overanalyzing sure. every, like, probably why we can't come up with like a distinct answer of things because we have all this spare time where we're mm. doing all the thing. And I think the other oh, interesting sure. thing is as well is that. I know so many people now who may have studied something or who didn't study and now because they've explored or they've expanded their circles, their communities, they're interested and excited Mm. by life and what you can do that they can consider studying later on and it becomes not a thing, which I think is so cool. And I think, think, like, I've heard that no matter what you do, like at, at the later stage of your 20s, like late 20s, early 30s, everyone like regrets their decisions. Like if they studied and then, um, you know, went into the workforce and then are in late 20s, they're like, oh man, I should have, I should have like spent more time traveling or whatever it was at the early part of my 20s yeah. or after I left school. But it, people who like didn't study and like did, went traveling and blah, blah, blah. They're like, oh man, I should have studied at the early part of my 20s. So it's like, you can't win no matter what you do. And I think it's just, you get to that point, late 20s, early 30s, where you're just looking, looking back and was like, oh, I should have done things differently. But like, you can't, no matter what you do, you can't win. It's too late <laughs> like, now. It's too yeah, late now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I think it's, so, like, yeah, it's that, that, that idea of 30, I think, and that life yeah. ends at 30, apparently, which is yeah. like the most fucked up thing ever. It's like, what do you, what do you even mean? Like, yeah, yeah, it's so true. Not, though, like, yeah, 30, oh, man. yeah, I'm dead. Exactly. Which is, which is something that we're like trying. I, I have to try myself all the time as well, but like, especially in the millennial crisis, it's like, it's not fucking old at all like it's actually probably going to be the best time because now we have been able to understand more of who we are and what we want and what we like to explore and I think the best part of your story and and the one of the things that I really want to get out there is like of course it's incredible that you're living this lifestyle and you're exploring and doing all these things but the best part of the story is that the reason you're here is because you found different communities you spoke to new people like the one train within your story to that got you to where you are is those connections and that network and I think people think about networking as this like oh I've got to go to this event and shake this guy's hand Mm. and like all of this like formal shit and it's just literally like making new friends and speaking to new people is the best networking you can do because people want to work with people they like yeah And that's like, so you, by having that excitement and thirst for wanting to create or being obsessed with tiny homes, like you can see when you speak about it, your face like lights up, which is probably what that um, guy who you you first started building with saw and was like, oh yeah, you can help out, you know, Yeah, Um, Yeah. which is, which is cool. And we don't explore enough because we're like, oh, we, I'm too old to do that. You know? yeah 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 for sure yeah and I think for me at least that those times come when things are feeling stagnant in my life like I, I just I, I thirst for this you know new stimulus and new experiences and something new which I'm coming to at a point in my life now I think where I, I just need to do 
different things. Like I need to meet new people. And obviously that's probably um, exacerbated by COVID and everything. 100%, yeah. uh, so I think a lot of people might be feeling the same, same sort of thing at the moment. I think it's so important to, when, when you're feeling that is to recognize it and, and take that energy and put it in, in a, in a positive direction. Um, yeah. And for me at that time, it was, it was um, meeting new people and the best way I knew to do that is, was a lot of the time these festivals that I was going to, I just went by myself and like I, I volunteered um, and like, you know, I met so many people through doing that. And like, yeah, I was like, to my friends like oh I'm thinking about going to this festival do you want to come and they're like oh no because I've got school or I've got study or I've got you know work and I was like I'll just get away myself then and like it was so good because you put into these uh, situations where you, you have to interact with people and like I, I consider myself as quite an introverted person but like I just made myself do these things put myself in these situations where you just had to you know you, Put, put yourself in the in the deep end so yeah. I think I think one of the most I don't know if it's just me but I think one of the most times where I get the most fulfilled in my life or feel the most like excited by things is when I set myself a challenge and do it and mm. don't necessarily get validation from anyone else from it mm. do you know what I mean yeah. so like yeah. for you being that introverted person you're like I'm still going to do this because I want to explore it which is so important it's why we encourage like when we run events come like I always say you can bring a friend, but if you come on your own, you're going to get the best experience ever mm. because then you get to be whoever the fuck you want mm. as well. And you're forced to speak to other people and ask questions or sit and listen intently because you don't have a choice, you know, and it comes in different yeah. forms with yeah. different people. Yeah. And I think you can learn quite a bit about yourself as well. Like there's this idea of like, you know, if you go to a new place, you can reinvent yourself um, and like, you know, be this different person. But like, I, I don't think that for me, at least that never really happens. It just makes me um, realise who I am more, like the kind of person that I am. Um, yeah. And I think that's okay. And I think that's, that's okay to like, to, to like sit in that and, and really recognise who you are as opposed to reinventing yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just bringing out that best version mm. of you, right? Like we've all yeah. got our shit side of ourselves where you turn into like the worst version of yourself. And when you're mm. in that explorative, like curious mind, you're likely more of the best version of yourself, right? Because you're yeah, so more happy and all of that stuff. And yeah. yeah, it's why like even with like friendships or relationships and stuff like that, you can always reflect that on other people or like see that in other people or they can hopefully see that in you and like give you a shake to be like hey you're actually like not I think there's something off because you're not Mm. you're not you right now not to say like you're being really shit (laughs) but you know what I mean like it's (laughs) important that we have people around us that can wake us up to be like there's something off here and you're not yourself or you're actually really thriving at the moment. What the fuck are you doing? Like, Mm. give me some of that juice. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, So let's, um, so so you did that stuff. You started exploring, you looked at um, tiny homes, got excited by them and all of that stuff. And then you landed yourself work kind of Mm. building Mm. that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I think it's, I, I think I think when we spoke earlier you said something like oh I was like really lucky to kind of land this in that mm. and I have a problem with like that term lucky because I think I do too actually yeah yeah <laughs> and I, I trust me I say it all the time as well yeah. because there is certain luck right and the luck is what we're born into right so like we all have our own privileges right and it's Mm. important for us to acknowledge that stuff but when it comes to situations like this like you went to that festival on your own you forced yourself to do that stuff you did that apprenticeship and cultivated this craft you had a thirst and curiosity like all of those small things led you to luck yeah you know and I always make sure it's important for us to understand that especially for listeners when you hear this stuff like I could never or it could never be me like we all have those tiny skill sets that we think nothing of but lead us to these luck moments you know these Mm. lucky moments yeah for sure yeah and like when I when I built my house and was in this you know um 
beautiful idyllic area um people would be like oh you're so fortunate you're so lucky and i'm like yeah but like it did stuff to to make that ha- like i didn't just the tiny house didn't just erect itself you know like um yeah so i totally i totally i totally know what you mean but yeah i think it's easier to to just be like oh, i'm lucky you know and, and and like not like i think it's really really valuable skill to be able to look back and you know see all those nodes in time where you've made decisions to to where you are now and to recognize that and understand that because yeah it's just yeah it's really important and valuable to to understand what what you've done in your life to get you to where you are now and i think it's important lesson to learn for the future as well like acknowledging mm. that a thought or a idea or wanting to explore something else you know might lead you to something in five ten years in a mm. totally di- and and be able to live a different life again mm. like for yeah. me like the ultimate goal is to live different lives throughout your yeah. life like you know one yeah. way tick that off like oh that was fun yeah. live yeah, another way yeah. tick that off yeah. that whatever um and the only reason I got to that was because I could look back and be like oh okay like I did all these things that got mm. me to this like I'm gonna be bored what's the next thing and knowing that it's not going to be an overnight thing that I just like explore it's those mundane little small things that you do that end up leading you to the day where you wake up and you're like oh fuck this is pretty cool (laughs) yeah yeah for sure and like I think that's I think it's a good um thing to remember as well if if people are feeling like down about their lives at the moment in COVID that you know you can you can do something different Mm. and like starting off with exploring a curiosity is the the best and mm. easiest way you can do it and that usually starts yeah. off with a google search like it's yeah. so easy for us <laughs> yeah. to do these days yeah 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 and like youtube is so cool like there's so yeah. much so much inspiring stuff like you know like i used to watch um heaps of uh youtube videos of this dude um this blacksmith dude and it was just he didn't say anything he just blacksmithed and it was just like great I still totally want to learn how to blacksmith one day maybe one day yeah it is, like the internet can be such a terrible place but it can mm. also if you use it in the right way can be like you said so inspiring or opening your mind into different ways of living or different things mm. that you could do that you never considered before I you probably didn't like people always talk about like manifestation all that bullshit and like not that it's bullshit but do you know what I'm saying like um (laughs) like people talk about that kind of stuff I'll think about it and it'll just happen yeah but people (laughs) think about that stuff but you going down that tiny home rabbit hole made you when someone did a slight comment to be like oh yeah I'm just building a tiny home that made you be like like yeah yeah you can actually onto this yeah 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 yeah, for sure. Yeah, which is, which I think is um very cool. And now you're living it. Like you yeah. either like someone's gonna come up to you now and be like, You built tiny homes? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, man? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like there's a few people who who do that and uh who are like, Oh, you know, I'm interested in building tiny houses and rah rah and I'm yeah, I, I'm always like, Oh, next time I build my own tiny house because it's hard to if I'm working for someone else like Rob to just be like, Yeah, come up and help. But Next time I build another tiny house, I really want to do like a day or, or a week where people come up and they're just volunteering time like I did um, and they can just get stuck into it and learn a little bit, which I did when I was doing my build, actually. I had had a few, volun- few volunteers come up, help out. And yeah, it's a really good way to, to for people to get a taste of, of building tiny houses and yeah. Fun. Very cool. Yeah, it's like that once you get to that process, then... I guess giving that knowledge back and mm. seeing that in um, other people, which I think is is really cool. I think is um, one of the like best ways. Like, there's a lot of content out there now that says like, oh, don't volunteer or don't do unpaid internships or these kinds of things, mm. and that is really relevant to an extent. Yeah. But when you're learning from someone who is passionate, when you're like yeah. um, learning from someone who is growing and is going to give value, that's not monetary, and sometimes that is just like you having motivation because uh, one thing we forget is like no one's born motivated but the one thing that can get us to things is other people and community and being around people that like hype you in that way um which is the reason the millennial crisis was born to like yeah yeah that kind of going right 
but that's what that does. And and now yeah. when you see that content, like people then question like, oh, should I be getting like, should I do work? this? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Like when I was going up to help Adam, I was, I was a qualified landscaper. Mm. You know, I had a lot of the practical skills, like landscaping and capture is different. So I was learning a lot from Adam, but I could also bring uh, a lot of, you know, relatively skilled work to him. Uh, he wasn't paying me originally. I was like going up a lot of the weekends just helping out because I, because I, I, I wanted to, you know, mm. like I fucking wanted to. I wanted to get as involved as I could. So yeah, I think I think if, if you're interested in something, don't second guess all, all of that. Oh, I'm not getting paid and blah blah blah. I just. I mean, if you've been working for them for like three years and they're still not <laughs> yeah. like, do you know what I yeah, mean? Maybe, maybe but, yeah, yeah. yeah, maybe you should do it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you should do No, I think people, like I think it, I think when you apply common sense to things or when you think about what the value you're getting out of things is that you, you'll you know when it's right to worry yeah, about that sure. or not. But people yeah. try and talk about these things in a black and white way and it's just, yeah. it doesn't yeah. work. Like life doesn't work in a black and white way like there's yeah and <laughs> i think if you if you're starting to feel like you're getting taken advantage of then that's probably when when you should think that oh, wait a minute but you know yeah yes yeah, it, it is it is difficult yeah you're right there is a lot of nuance you know i think i think people are pretty pretty good at they've been taking advantage of them not yeah for sure so started <laughs> building the tiny homes um with somebody else when did you get to the point where you decided you wanted to live in a tiny home yourself? Or was that the always the ultimate dream? Yeah. So it started off as like the ultimate dream. And then I was building them heaps and it became less appealing for some reason. Because <laughs> like, we, were, we were building, I've been building tiny houses on and off for like five years now. Wow. Um, and But like there was a two year period where we were building like we, we, we were just doing nonstop. Um, and I think in between, at some point, because it, it became my reality, tiny houses, like it wasn't this, this um, you know, unobtainable idea anymore. It became my reality. So I got kind of, um, uh, what's the word, disillusioned. I became disillusioned by the idea of tiny houses. Um, and I was like, I was living in a van as well at the time. So um um I was already living in this tiny space which was all, all kind of a dream as well to live in a in a van so I was kind of already I was doing this other thing that I was really interested in doing living in a van um but yeah so so the idea of building my own tiny house it was it was kind of um uh what's the word um opportunistic really because um there was a period in this hectic two years like somewhere in the middle where uh rob my boss was taking like oh i can't remember how it was like a month or two off and i was like what am i going to do in a month or two i'll build myself a tiny house so like just keep it going keep the building going so yeah i spent like heaps of time thinking about it designing it collecting materials preparing materials and then organizing adam who originally got me the tiny house building job I was like thinking about building my own tiny house do you want to help out and he's like yeah sure (laughs) Um, and another friend and then organizing a few volunteers and other friends to come up Um, yeah it kind of just all happened um, in in the space of I don't know four months maybe um, through organizing and then building and finishing it it made me remember that we did glaze over the fact that you did van life first and it wasn't yeah. this transition of like living. I assume when you were in Melbourne, it was like share house or yeah. an apartment to yourself or something like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so from there you transitioned into van life. Yeah. 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 I was like, was that because of the tiny home stuff or that was more the nomadic appeal of like, I just want to travel and work or just like explore or um... what was the van life for you? I can't really remember. I think I just really liked the idea of vans. <laughs> um, like, yeah, like it totally it probably derived from tiny house stuff uh, and then just got smaller. Uh, and like, yeah, the nomadic kind of moving around appealed and, and travelling around appealed. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I just bought a van and then um, quit landscaping 
and just became a bit of a hippie for a, a little while. <laughs> nice. And what was that? So did you fit that out yourself? I assume because you had the craftsmanship, like did you fit nah, it out or was I, it fit out? Or it was, it was already good to go. So, like, I didn't really want to spend any – like, I had a bit of the skills back then, but not a lot, um, like a bit of carpentry and, and woodworking skills, but not not great. Like, I could have fitted it out, but it wouldn't have been – it would have been a bit thrown together. But I just wanted to get it and go. Like, yeah. I didn't want to spend time, you know, doing doing anything to it. So, yeah, I was lucky enough to meet this um, – uh, or I found the van on – I think it was Gumtree, uh, and this cool um, uh, German dude, backpacker dude, had, had this Nissan Urban 1985 model, and it was just so cool, like the coolest car, coolest van, like pretty retro and um, like a bit a bit of an old girl, but like had heaps of character. Uh, her name's Bear, the van. Um, yeah, just such a big van popped off and you know um yeah and I just fell in love with it and I was like yeah this is the van I just bought it and yeah bought it and moved into it and left my share house and because I owned everything in the share house as well so I was just like to my housemates I was like do you want all of the things (laughs) and they were like yeah okay I was like great (laughs) see you later (laughs) wow so I guess that would have been your like um because from school you went straight into doing like trade stuff right like you moved straight yeah so that would have been your kind of like gap year I said like you know where you decided I was just like fuck off and live life a bit explore like I'm very young Uh, let me not work (laughs) yeah yeah I suppose like yeah like I went um yeah like I, I bought my van and then I got the um asset management job and then um got the yeah I, I like heaps of stuff was happening simultaneously and overlapping and um yeah like I went traveling for six months after at some stage <laughs> in there um yeah like yeah, I mean, the last few years have been a bit of a gap year for me, <laughs> like the last five years, really. Um, yeah, like it's been a pretty good life um, in terms of being able to, like working out ways to do what, what I want. Um, yeah. That's, I, I'm glad that you said that about like the last few years, set considering them a gap year, but the whole point is, um like using them to figure out how you can do what you want Mm. which is what so many more of us should be doing Mm. like we have this thing where we're happy to go into a work and figure out how we can move our way up the ladder right and Mm. get to this point where you're essentially just making more money but working more right it's a lot of like that's a lot of the ways that we go but I always tell people that the ultimate thing to do is figure out how you want to live your life and how you do that and usually that involves like needing some amount of money to be able to do that but at least then you're working towards letting that work feed it make you fulfill the lifestyle that you want to live which is the ultimate like we know that we're in a capitalist society we need to make money right like unless you want to go live off in a farm and or commune or something like that which is fine that's your own choice too and that's how you want to live but if you don't then you have to figure out how you can sustain the way you want to live in other ways which should like I don't know in my like now I'm like well duh like that's what you would do but if you asked me that two years ago I'd be like but I don't understand you don't have to just go to work from nine to five and then have the weekends and four weeks a year to be free yeah like that that's that's crazy all right (laughs) like hold yourself up um yeah then people hear stories about like yours or other people's and they just assume that you just like you just decided that like you just lived like this like 
oh well that's what he does like kind of thing mm. but you forget about that it's taken how many years and this pathway to get to a point where you're like mm. this is what I want to do or this is how I sustain this or this is how I live this way and also these are the downfalls of mm. living like this because people forget the fact that there's these external pressures that you have all the time because you're not living the regular way or you're not living the same way everyone else does which brings these other pressures of questioning yourself all the time and mm. figuring out like oh fuck did I make the biggest mistake ever mm. at least for me like I always think back and I'm like fuck if I was in like a corporate and I stayed there and lived that way like I would have been in a better financial position or I would have done this or if I tried to do this I would have been do you know what I mean like you yeah. think about all of these things but you forget about the payoff of that or the opportunity cost of that too yeah for sure like i think i think there's there's, no matter what decision you make in life there's um there's a price um and like one of the things that were appealing to me with tiny house living is it's cheap like i built my house and I, i pay rent to be on the land that i'm on but it's really not a lot um and so that that means that I don't need to work as much um, to to pay rent and rah, rah 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 and like because my house is essentially off grid I don't have any utility bills like collect water I make my power through solar and um, so I don't have any utility bills or anything like that so my my life is pretty like chill when it comes to money. Um, but it, it, that, that also gives me opportunities to do weird, random jobs as well. Like this year I was doing, um, uh, I was working on a film crew um, as a grip, which is like essentially quickest and easiest way to explain what a grip is, is just a labourer for um, for the other departments, like mainly, mainly uh, the camera department, like setting up gear for them and stuff, moving stuff around. Because I, I don't need to have a full-time nine to five job it gives me opportunities to do stuff like that like last summer I was working at a friend's um apple cidery just pouring apple ciders for people which was good fun uh don't know if I'd do it again sorry (laughs) sorry the Gurnets but um (laughs) um it was real good fun for for the time I was I was there like I've last couple of years I've been able to go up to New South Wales and work for for a dude um that I met up there um doing carpentry stuff um but yeah because I, I don't need to pay a lot of rent it means that I don't need to be making a lot of money all the time so it gives me opportunities to explore different things which is, re- which is really great but also um because I've I moved out of Melbourne into the countryside when I was 23 and I've been there for like the past five years now um it's like oh I'd like you know, into the country, I've missed out on all these other, you know, cool, interesting stuff uh, that's happening in the city and, like, potentially, you know, all these cultural events and meeting people and, you know, rah, 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 all all of that kind of stuff. So, yeah, there's always a payoff Mm. no matter what you you choose to do. Because, like, living in the country is is quite isolating. Yeah, so there's, there's always good and bad with whatever whatever you choose to do in the city there's more opportunities for cultural events and art things and you know meeting people and making friends and you know blah 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 but you know rent's higher you need to work all the time you know it's more stressful all of that so it's like it's, it's weighing up those things and what what feels right for you at that time and like at the moment i'm thinking about moving back into melbourne because um the last few years have been quite isolating and even though uh, regional Victoria is like not doesn't have this hard lockdown at the moment, it means that I can't get into the city and I can't see my friends, and, you know, or all, all of that kind of stuff. So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm figuring out what what's the best move for me now if I if I try and find a place um, closer to the city, like around Wondai, for example, with a with a large backyard or a large property to park my tiny house, or do I move my tiny house somewhere else, have it as like a "Quote unquote holiday house," which sounds amazing, and renting um, renting a room in in Melbourne um, 
yeah, it's it's um it's hard it's hard to make those kind yeah. of decisions sometimes. But yeah. yeah, for sure. But it is like again, it kind of puts us in that thing of thinking that we can only like the way we choose to live now is the way we always have to choose mm. to live, you know? And I think that's one of the mistakes a lot of us make as well. I, I know I do it all the time. Like if I'm living like this right now, I feel like that's going to be my whole life. It's like, mm, no, like who said, like, you know what I mean? You can get over the life you're living yeah. right now and live a different one for a couple of years again. And it's, it's awesome that you have the options to be able to do that. And sure, you may give up the luxury of not having to work so much, that like, you know, being able to not have to work if you wanted as well for certain times too, but then you're working more, but you get the other payoffs of, you know, being yeah. in the hustle and bustle. And sometimes yeah. that is really fun. Like sometimes mm. the hustle is so fun for a limited oh, amount yeah. of time. Like it's yeah, sure. the most exciting and lively thing. Yeah. And other times you're like, I, like, I think all the time, like I fucking want to live like in the middle of nowhere and everyone. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 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 For sure. And like, I totally get the appeal of, of both sides like sometimes I go into to the city and I just get so excited because there's so much happening and I'm like oh I haven't been in the city for so long and this is great there's all these people and they're all really attractive and like just walking around it's like oh my god there's everyone <laughs> everyone everywhere um and um but but yeah for sure like I I go home and like it's like this incredible you know landscape and I go back to my house and I'm like oh my god it's so beautiful and I made this and it's like right next to a creek and like there's sheep all around and it's like idyllic and like um yeah so there's, there's definitely I can see the appeal of both and it's it would be great if we could you know everyone could just have house shares all the time and like whenever you wanted to go to one place or the other you could do that but um um yeah it's it's a uh, Unfortunately, that's not how life is at the moment, but maybe one day, maybe yeah. one day we can create this society. When things are open, like if you have something in mind, you can always make it happen. Like let's talk non-COVID time, right? Like mm. I always think like people have like what you said about, um, oh, I could leave my house somewhere and that could be like a holiday house. Like when I think about like, future I'm like I would love to have an apartment in the city and then you have it doesn't like people imagine having a holiday house as needing to have like another house deposit and another house thing to be able to have that but I always think like if my van ended up turning to shit and I never wanted to sell it if I could leave it somewhere Mm. you know what I mean and just have that as a space that I could just go to and just like that would be your holiday like it yeah. doesn't have to look like the way that you imagine or that you've seen before. Like we are now able to create these new ways of things because of the, I, it really it is because of the internet, because you're able to connect with people that you may not have been able mm. to connect with. Cause you can send that email and be like, Hey man, you've got a really big piece of land. Like yeah, yeah. this much money to like yeah. have that there or whatever it is. Um, yeah. And like, you've got the Airbnbs and like the camping Airbnb mm. shit now too. Like there's so many options, which allows you to be able to do these things, which is like the fucking coolest thing ever. You just have to know that you're able to do it or mm. like understand that it, it's going to be hard to figure it out. But when you do, like, goals. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And, like, a lot of um, – and I don't actually know how I feel about this, but, like, a lot of tiny houses, um, people are, are using them for holiday houses or Airbnbs and stuff at the moment. Uh, that's what they're really popular for. Like, there's not mm. a massive amount of people that um, live full-time in a tiny house. Like, there's totally people that do. Uh, like I know a lot of people who do <laughs> yeah almost all of the tiny houses that I've built are for holiday houses or Airbnbs there's probably only like three or five that people are living in full time yeah. that I've built um, totally totally doable and I think it I think it is a really good solution for if you want a holiday house or whatever it is because if nothing else it makes people think it gives people the experience of of downsizing and living smaller and I think that's just that experience by itself is really valuable because a lot of houses are way too big and there's way too many things in them and the consumption of, of houses is, is massive. So even to, even to have that experience of living tiny and, and understanding what you can do in a smaller space and how you can 
use appliances to reduce the amount of power that's required and uh, all of that kind of stuff is really, really valuable. And then I guess like then knowing that you can bring those practices into other spaces too, which I think mm. is really like the best way we learn is by like, I guess, at least for me, like is by doing or experiencing something. So a lot of the things that we're used to or we think isn't a problem, like you'd assume that if you're there, you can be like, oh, fuck, like I'm really using a lot of this. I'm really impacting mm. this really poorly and being able to experience that, which is really good. It's a really good point and something, yeah, really cool that you get out of that experience because I guess living in a tiny home is an experience right maybe yeah. not for you now but yeah, yeah you know, when sure. you first started it was like this new experience or it flipped the way life could have would have been or was supposed to be like on its head because yeah. like now I'm doing this way like I'm yeah. living in a room essentially <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, for sure. Like it, it, like one of the large appeals for tiny house living for me was the sustainability side of it. Mm. Um, in terms of like you know getting off grid and going solar and collecting rainwater and and all of that kind of stuff. We are. I'm just looking at the time, and we're actually getting towards the end of the podcast. But I have three questions that I ask all of my guests at the end of each episode. So we're going to jump into them. But before we do. I wanted to ask you if there's someone right now that is feeling, and I'm sure a lot of people are feeling like this as well, that, oh my God, like the fuck is my life? Don't like the way I'm living right now, or I feel trapped in the way I'm living right now. What is something that you would say to someone that's feeling like that? Or maybe you, when you kind of first got into that apprenticeship and realized it wasn't what you had expected it to be. I would say that you, I think you need to explore, um, like there's, there's a reason why someone would be feeling like that. Uh, and I think you would have to explore that feeling and, and explore why, whether it's like the job or the, the place that you're living or, or whatever it is. And then alternative uh, options to that. And then whatever it is, just make a change. That's, that's brilliant advice. I love that. All right, so we're jumping into my three final questions. And the first one I have for you is, what is the first small step you took to get you to where you are right now? Um, it was probably just researching heaps, like, um, and getting inspired. Um, the blacksmith. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the blacksmith. Uh, like, like, YouTube is so good. Um, like, all of the all of the videos and, and like, um, yeah, uh, there's, there's a lot of inspiration out there to, to get the, the creative juices flowing. So, um, yeah, just a lot of, a lot of research and a lot of, uh, inspiration. Amazing. I love that. The next question I have for you is what is, what would you say is your biggest millennial crisis right now? And I define a millennial crisis as a privileged problem that consciously or subconsciously affects your mental health or well-being. Probably like, um, probably just my way of life at the moment, you know, like, cause it, it, I, I do live quite a privileged life, I think in terms of you know the the amount of work that i don't have to do the amount of rent that i don't have to pay the amount of things that i don't have to do but because there's no there's not much external pressures for me to do much it's like um it's it creates this void that needs to be filled and for me it's like a lot of the time it's it's being busy or being creative which fills that void and because of um because I, I there's no external pressures making me do something and covid exacerbates that um i think that um yeah just my my living situation is is um something that i'm really thinking a lot about and whether it, or not it is actually what i want to be doing and where i want to be living because i think i think at this point in in my life I want to be around more people and um at the moment there's actually a lot of people moving off the farm that I'm living on there's been like 11 people living on the farm and lots of people uh, particularly people that I've been closest with are moving off the farm um so it's it's re making me rethink what I want and where I want to be 
um, and what I want to do as well. So, yeah, does that answer the question? That's a perfect millennial crisis to have. (laughs) I love it. And the final question I have for you, and it might be the most difficult, that is what is one thing you are still curious about or would like to explore? Blacksmithing, for sure. (laughs) Um, But also, like, yeah, I think I mentioned before, I'm thinking of studying and um, not really sure what, um, like, I'm interested in psychology and the the human um uh what what, there's like this great it's not that great but i think it's funny the human condition i think that's a brilliant like idea that you know the human condition is um something that's you know not necessarily the greatest um but um yeah yeah so i uh, psychology is something that I'm interested in and, and um, uh, therapy and like I, I like helping people um, and I, li- I like I like talking to people and hearing hearing about their problems um, and like I like giving advice so um, yeah I think I don't know if I've answered that question very well um, perfect answer okay cool but well, yeah blacksmithing I'd love to love to learn how to blacksmith so if anyone out there knows how to blacksmith and wants to teach me, let me know. Um, Otherwise, I'll probably just go to university. (laughs) I love it. Very cool. You also have a challenge that you would like to set for everyone this week. And what is that challenge? I want people to just do it. I just want people to just do it. The thing that they're thinking of that they may be a bit unsure about, maybe a bit anxious about, is to just do it. Like, stop thinking about it and just get on board, whether it's research, whether it's going dancing, whether it's, you know, talking to a friend, calling calling that person up that you haven't talked to for ages and unsure if they wouldn't talk to you or whatever. It's to just do it. Stop thinking about it and do it. You know, you can maybe count down from five and then, or down from five and when you get to one, you just do it because there's no time like the present and life's too short. Yes, we love that. We love the action taking of things. I think that's a brilliant challenge. And it for anyone that's listening, the first thing that came to your mind right now, and we all know that we have something right now that's sitting on the front of our minds or that we've been going around in circles about, whatever that thing is, that is what you are just doing. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, I love it. Well, thank you so much, Jesse, for coming on. Um, it was incredible to have you on. Thank you for being so open and sharing, I guess, the whole spectrum of the lifestyle that you lead as well, not just showing us the shiny stuff, but the realities of what things can look like, um, choosing a quote-unquote alternative way of living. Um but um, if people want to let you know how they went with the challenge or they want to connect with you or they want to see more of your tiny living, it is just moving castles on Instagram, right? And that'll be tagged in the show notes. Yeah, I think it's um, I think it's moving dot underscore. Yeah, it will be tagged properly so people yeah. can just click on it. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> um, it's moving castles but like with a little face in the middle. It looks like a little face. It does look like a little face. Amazing. Well, thank you again. And um, I can't wait to see what what the future holds. If you're living in someone's backyard or in your tiny home or if you're back in the hustle and bustle of Melbourne or whatever it is. Who knows? I don't even know at this point. But yeah, thanks heaps for having me on. And it's been great chatting.